Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. You're listening to the E2C Network, podcast by Auburn fans for Auburn fans. Brought to you by the Auburn Uniform Database. Visit them at auburnuniforms.com. Where you go, Auburn fans? Welcome to No Huddle, your source for Auburn football news and discussion, part of the E2C Network. I'm AJ Richardson. I'm also here with Ben King to talk about Auburn football. It's 2018. Football's almost here and less than two weeks away. Uh, we're going to discuss what's going on, catch you up on the last week of what's been happening in Auburn sports. Uh, ben, how are you doing today? Number nine. Ooh. I'm feeling good, man. <laughs> we uh, The AP poll came out, and uh, within the top ten, number nine. Yeah. Number nine going on number one. So uh, I'm feeling really good. After we beat number yeah. six, we should be, what, number five? Is that how it works? Yeah. I'm pretty sure you jump the team you're in front of automatically. For sure. Yeah. If you beat number one, you become number zero. I think that's <laughs> how it works, right? That sounds like pretty solid math. <laughs> <laughs> so we would be, let's see, we would be negative one from last season going into the SEC championship. I'll take it. There you go. <laughs> We're doing math here. Hard math. Yep. Um, yeah, we got to uh, also... For those listeners that didn't know, that song came from Schoolhouse School Rock. Rock. Schoolhouse Rock, yeah, not School of Rock. Schoolhouse Rock. <laughs> School of Rock had some other songs in it. <laughs> it did have some other songs in it. <laughs> and Jack, not Black. that one. And Jack Black and his uh, comedy for some people that like him, and I know there's plenty that don't. Uh, <laughs> Get that coin out of my face. <laughs> Get that. That's a good line from him. Uh, one thing that was announced, and I was really excited about is the home-and-home series uh, between UCLA and Baylor. Uh, This won't happen until 2025. Again, next year, uh, the year following for 2026, um, that one will be in Auburn. Uh, And then there's also UCLA uh, for 2027, and that'll be in Pasadena, California, and then 2028 in Auburn. Uh, Auburn's actually never played UCLA, and I was extremely excited about that. I remembered Clint Richardson. He put out something last year from the E2C account of all of the teams that Auburn football has never faced. And I remembered UCLA being one of them. And I was thinking that was in my top five of teams I really wanted to play. Notre Dame being probably the top. Still waiting for that one, but I'm happy with UCLA. Uh, Baylor, we haven't played them in football since 1976. Both teams... I'm excited about Baylor. Not so great right now, but we got what seven years before we actually play them. So who knows how Baylor's going to be when we play them yeah. in 2025. I can't believe we are scheduling things 10 years in advance. It's pretty crazy. It's wild. Yeah. Uh, I think we just want, from what I've heard, we're trying to schedule good non-conference opponents 
and trying to fit that in. I mean, we've done that before. Yeah, got to Washington. Got to watch out for those BCS calculations. Yeah, I know. I don't exist anymore. <laughs> uh, ben, are you excited about either of these teams, or is it just kind of meh? I mean, I really wish we were playing Baylor right now, because I think it'd be pretty cool to see Stidham have to play his old team type deal. So <laughs> yeah, smoke him and then be like, "What's up? Made the right decision." But um, I don't know. I I think it's interesting to be playing UCLA. I'd like to. There's actually a really good. Um, wasn't there an article that Clint wrote that had all of the teams we haven't played before in football? Yeah, I know yeah that's was, what uh, I was kind of referring to. There was that, yeah. and then there was like a nice photo that he made as well. Yeah, we gotta find that and throw it up somewhere. Yeah, we'll put it back up on our social media so uh, y'all can go. So you guys, that. when you're listening to this, can go reference that uh, that pretty fine art that was put together by the E2C crew. That's right, and. Uh, I mean, the more and more we cross off that list, the happier I am. So let's do it. All right, let's talk about the fall camp that Auburn has uh, just finished up. Uh, They finished it up on Sunday, uh, and they went through a couple scrimmages, multiple practices. Uh, The first, uh, well, the second scrimmage, um, that one, uh, they ended up really mostly focusing on running the ball. And that's good because we're a run-first team, and I don't really see that changing too much. We'll be passing a, a significantly amount, a good amount more next year, uh, or this coming year with uh, Stidham and our just stellar wide receivers. Uh, they also allowed Cord and Gatewood uh, to go live, and <laughs> it was, I think, Cord's very first time in. I don't know, since probably 2013 or 2014, since he actually has been hit. Um, so he's actually <laughs> from, I think what Chandler Cox said, he got up and he was like, ah, kind of felt good um, to actually get popped again. Um, so I don't know. We'll see what Yeah, the, what he needs to be popped that. a few more times before he's really back into it because no one should be getting up and saying that. Yeah. You got to protect yourself, boy. There. Yeah, he'll get there. Uh there was also a couple fumbles from the running backs. Uh, I think they ran mostly runs. It was like 70% or something like that um, runs. Yeah, I, uh, I can't tell you who did it, but I, I can tell you that we got a lot of good information. Yeah, and, and okay, he keeps not mentioning who's fumbling, and a coach, a good coach probably shouldn't mention that. Yeah, it's, I mean. It's a scrimmage. It just doesn't really matter. Well, it matters. <laughs> He's definitely going to sit people that are can't hold on to the ball. Yeah. But it, but I mean, it doesn't matter, and it doesn't matter for the record for Auburn. True. At least not right It's now. not on your stats. Yeah. But it does affect playing time. And one of the things, like Gus said, which was really interesting for me, kind of perked my ears up a little bit, was he he said there's a lot of younger guys on the team that are very talented, and if you can't hold on to the ball, they're going to get a lot of playing time. Which mm-hmm. was a weird way to phrase that, yeah. and uh, take it as you will, but I kind of heard that as some of the guys that are expected to start are not uh, holding on to the rock, and there could be some freshmen stepping up and making plays. Yeah, and I hadn't thought about it that way until you said it. I I just took it as, eh, maybe some freshmen are dropping the ball, I don't want to like put the blame on them even though they haven't or before they even play a game i but i see what you're talking about yeah i mean I, all i hear about booby is that, that he's way. amazing yeah and asa is outstanding too and shocking people yep booby's gonna be huge 
you had to throw that in there, of course. Huge. <laughs> uh, wide receivers, uh, there was um, some good plays from especially some guys like Ch- uh, Seth Williams. Uh, Chandler Cox just kept talking on and on about uh, in his interview how crazy good catches he has. He, he makes one-handed catches look so easy. Uh, Nate Qua- Craig Myers, he also got inter- interviewed, and I th- I've never, I don't know if I can't, I can't remember if I've ever heard him talk. He's a very quiet guy. For some reason, I was not imagining somebody like Nate Craig Myers to be like a, a quieter guy. He still seems like a leader for the team, but he's not as vocal as I was imagining him. Just his, his size, uh, being a bigger wide receiver. I, I don't know, just maybe my perception of it, but he definitely proves it on the field. And and one of the great things I love about Nate Craig Myers, especially last season, was his ability. He wasn't necessarily getting the ball, but he was out there blocking guys. And a lot of times that meant the guy got extra yards because he was blocking his guy correctly, not holding. And that's the dirty, that's the dirty work that uh, Nate Craig Myers does. Um, excited to see what he does this next year. Yeah, gentle giant until he blocks the guy into the ground. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, I was excited. Um, Cody Burns, our wide receiver coach, is also working really, really hard, as we expect, on the younger guys helping them uh, with their blocking because blocking is a crucial part of our run-oriented uh, just offensive plan. Uh, of course, we're going to pass the ball, but running the ball is is very crucial, and wide receivers play a bigger role than some people even notice. Offense, uh, Offensive line really uh, it, Gus said he got a lot of information from it. He didn't say exactly who. Uh, people were kind of figuring out who it was going to be. Uh, nobody officially has been announced. You uh, pretty much know at this point. Yeah, yeah, we're going to know it's going to be Prince Tega, uh, Marco L. Harrell, uh, Caleb Kim at center, um, Mike Horton, and probably Jack Driscoll. Uh, he's that grad transfer from... Uh, UMass. If it's not going to be him, it's going to be Alex Troxel, um, who's the freshman. Uh, but either way, we've pretty much got it figured out from what I've heard that he just hasn't officially announced it. Uh, for special teams, uh, some of the stuff that we learned, uh, we still got a competition going on. And I'm still kind of shocked about that. I was fully expecting the Australian Aaron to come out Australian Aaron. and just knock everybody just kick balls that were farther than anybody on our team. Like there was not going to be a competition. Well, apparently Ian so Shannon's, know. you know, weightlifting over the off season has helped him a ton. Yeah. You put yeah. on 48 pounds or something like that. Something crazy. Every time I'm just going to keep going up. I'm going to say like doubled his weight next time we talk. Yeah. Um, yeah. You better it's, come out there like nuts. a brick. Yeah. I want to see just a, a brick of an Ian Shannon come out. Well, actually, I think it was Aiden Marshall. We had Ian Shannon, who uh, was the punter at the very beginning, and then got beaten out by Aiden Marshall. And then Ian Ian Shannon now is uh, doing more of the working on field goals and kickoffs, uh, probably going to be shadowing uh, Anders Carlson. Uh, uh, We also – so that kind of wrapped up the second scrimmage. Uh, The third scrimmage uh, we had uh, was on Sunday – uh, they did a lot of two-minute drills, a lot of uh, twos and three players. Uh, didn't do a whole bunch of uh, practicing with the starters. Uh, and again, that Gus, he says it's by design um, because you want to get uh, those guys uh, a lot of playing time. You don't get 
and scrimmages a lot of focus on the twos and threes. So I'm glad we always uh, seem to schedule that in uh, for one of our scrimmages. Uh, we had uh, Cord Sandberg. Uh, he took a majority of the quarterback snaps. Uh, Sean Shivers was apparently really impressive. Uh, even broke a 30-yard run. Uh, and he's a small guy. I think he's like 5'6 or 5'7. Um, really tiny guy. Uh, but he's not afraid. And that's something to be <laughs> applauded. Because when you're running into a defense like Auburn's uh, or any SEC defense, they want to crush you. <laughs> uh, and he's not afraid to go up against guys that are way bigger than him. Uh, we also were working a lot on this past week on Wildcat from the, the bits that the media was able to see and what Coach Malzahn uh, talked about. There are four guys practicing at Wildcat. Two of them we know about, Chandler Cox and uh, Booby. Who do you think? And then the two other guys we don't know about. I don't know who those guys are going to be. I I have my suspicions. I'm thinking it's going to be somebody like Malik, but hmm. I don't know. Like Malik uh, Willis. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, he's a quick guy. I'd put him in there. Um, but at the same time, you maybe want somebody a little bit bigger uh, that can just shove it up the hole and go straight in. And everybody say, shove it. And everybody repeats, shove it. And it's great. It is a great cheer. You know, it's interesting because out of all the quarterbacks and scrimmages we've had, the only quarterback that has a running ability that has not gone live yet is Malik Willis. So Hmm. I'm wondering why they haven't let him loose yet. Maybe it's to focus more on his passing and not letting him run because they know he can do that. But maybe they're practicing stuff like this, maybe direct snap type deal, which if, if a quarterback takes a direct snap, are they not live already? I guess I can just change a shirt, right? I don't necessarily know how that uh, how that works in practice, but yeah, if they're doing that, I mean, I was thinking Asa as well because I don't know mm-hmm. why you wouldn't just direct slap to yeah. Asa. I mean, I've seen tape of him doing that in high school, and you know, high school he was a man among boys, but I'm sure still even on the planes playing some of the teams that we're going to be playing this year, he's just going to run over them left and right. So okay. I'd love to see some of those guys so, do it too. Yeah, so so kind of I guess what we're thinking is Malik Willis, Asa Martin. Uh, those are kind of like the two guys I have in mind. Uh, now, we're not probably going to see who that actually was in the four practices unless just out of the blue you see Asa Martin run on the field and take a direct snap, and they're like, oh, that's who Gus was referring to. Uh, but until that point, we really won't know. Yep. That's why that uh, indoor practice facility, you can't see anything. <laughs> yeah, that may be part of the reason. Uh, one of the other things that, uh, was noted is, and we haven't talked about him, I don't think at all is, uh, Malik Miller. And I was wondering where he was and he has been, um, out for most of the fall camp, at least in the scrimmages because of a, an injury. They haven't said anything as a disclosed injury. Uh, but you, you, that's one of the reasons I was uh, curious why he wasn't being mentioned. Um, Ben, anything else uh, that you noticed uh, from scrimmages and uh, what you learned from uh, the past week and the final week of uh, fall camp? Yeah, I think it's it's really great that we're going ahead and getting everyone set. I mean, the fact that we have an idea of who's going to be the offensive line is fantastic because I don't think last year we ever had a set offensive line. I feel mm-hmm. like we, we, we rotated people every single week. And to be preseason at this point and know 
pretty well who's going to be playing where and being able to get a lot of practice. Because, you know, one of the things that Gus said early was they wanted to get guys set, figure out where they needed to be within their positions, and then really train them up in those positions in fall camp. And fall camp is yep. over. So they clearly have been working on that for the past few weeks. So now that we yeah, know they're... where they're at, offensive line is my biggest question mark this year. So I think that's the biggest thing that I came away with this week. Yeah, and and I think the most important thing is getting those guys ready for this very first big game against Washington. And, and if you look at the guys that I mentioned, Prince Tega, Marco Harrell, uh, Caleb Kim, Mike Horton, uh, Jack Driscoll, of those guys, there's three of those players have only combined for 20 starts. The inexperience is there, and that's where the big question mark is. How do you, uh, how do those younger, quote unquote, younger guys uh, gel together? Um, and the good news is there's been a lot of good communication, and that's key on the offensive line. Uh, where you, which guy you block, because um, we don't want Jarrett to get injured. Absolutely not. Um, because of a blown uh, O-line coverage. Um, so I think that's going to be very critical is this O-line and seeing how that works first game. Uh, of course, Washington with their stout D is going to be coming straight after um, our offensive line because they, they're going to know we don't have the the top-notch guys uh, at offensive line. Uh, there's so many inexperience. We're going to see how that plays out. Uh, there's there's a lot of question marks there. I'd say they they can definitely be top notch. The experience is is definitely questionable, but as long as they can play as a unit, which I think is the biggest problem from last year, we never really played as a unit. You know, five guys out there doing whatever that that's kind of like what happened in the Clemson game because Jarrett Sidham got stacked eleven times. Yeah, and when you have five guys out there doing whatever that's going to happen when you have a unit out there made up of five guys playing as one that's when you have a lot of congealed consistency and that's mm-hmm. what i want and that's what i'm hoping for yeah um and it sounds like even now now that we've gotten this first uh team almost figured out even though they haven't officially announced it it sounds like they're working on the twos to make sure that they're ready to go and if any of these guys, anything happens to them where they don't perform well, the twos can be ready to come in. Um, and that's something I think is really good, uh, especially offensive line, first game. There's going to be a lot of new questions of what's going to happen. Uh, th- that's good for, for our offensive line to already be working on that. Um, ben, any other uh, findings or uh, conclusions that you made um, that you want to point out? Uh I have found that we're we're really not giving a lot of information as far as running backs go. And for whatever reason I think Cam Martin is still the top of the the depth chart, but I think it'll be very interesting to see kind of how one the running backs perform and like it it's it's so weird this year to be playing such a high caliber team right off the bat because usually in like the first game we'll kind of experiment a little bit, kind of get up you know, our feet under ourselves. And we really don't have time for that this time, this year. And so it'll be really interesting to see kind of when the death chart is set, we find out who's starting. We kind of hear more of the practices before Washington and see 
who's going to be playing, that'll that'll really answer some questions that I have as far as just who's who's going to be out there performing because really running back by committee is kind of what we have right now and I'm sure we're going to rotate guys in and out but I know that there's definitely some talent that can step it up and I just I want it to be announced and I know it's not going to happen but I just want it to be announced like Booby Willow and Asa Martin just going out hand in hand yeah. like smacking guys and running yeah. 70 yards but I know I know Gus that's not his way to just announce stuff yeah. like that yeah. So I'm looking and, forward to it happening on the field. Yeah, I don't think he would do that until game game day for against Washington. If they if one of the guys just starts handling the pressure of being that sole running back, and, and let's be honest, Auburn loves to have that one workhorse. Last year, Carry on Johnson. Year before, Cameron Petway. They run those guys a lot. Once you figure, once Gus figures out that one guy, that's usually how, who he goes to because he knows what you're getting what he's getting out of it. Um, maybe that's not necessarily the best thing, especially looking back on carry on last season that carry on got injured towards the end of the season because we played him a little too long in a few games. Uh, and then those injuries compounded with his shoulder injury. And, and that's the, that's the tough part of it. Like you, you want to play the consistent guys, but then you got to also risk it a little bit. Um, and I think that may be where this redshirt role comes in, where we start experimenting with the newer guys that we would maybe potentially redshirt. And then we play those guys, see how they do early on in the season. If they fumble the ball or don't block a guy correctly, then that's when you take them out. You sit them down after the game, watch some film, correct what they did wrong and then let them practice on those things, get that down, and then maybe four or five games down the road, put them back in, try them out again. And if they f- figure it out, maybe they become a key contributor uh, to this football team. Uh, I'm excited about what what's going to happen this next season uh, with a lot of what's uh, these new rule changes. Um, so uh, I'm ready for this. Uh, we're only like, 12 days away now. That's right. From when we're recording it. Really, that's one more Saturday of non-college football. Does that make you excited, Ben? Oh, man, I'm so stoked. Yeah. Uh, there's there's going to be so much football going on. I'm going to be glued to my screen uh, pretty much any time I can on that, in the next couple weeks, um, starting with uh, September 1st, watching in the Mercedes-Benz. I'm going to be in there and... Then the weeks following, just glued to my t- TV screen, or I'm going to be going to the games. We'll see how many I end up going to. Yeah, number six versus not a number nine. <laughs> um, all right, Ben, uh, before we go, do you want to give the people uh, your uh, social media contacts so they can get in touch with you? Yeah, you can hit me up anywhere on social media at B-E-N-K-1-N-G. And actually, I think this is the year where uh, Captain Playsman will do some more some more uh, drunk obby type stuff. Wonderful. So uh, you can follow that at, just search Captain Playsman on Twitter. I don't remember what my tag is. You'll find them. Yeah. You'll find them. Uh, so, and you can find me on Twitter at A-J-A-Y, J-A-Y underscore. And it's always great to be an Auburn Tiger and War Eagle. War Eagle. 
Before you get out of here, we want to remind you of a couple of things. Head over to e2cnetwork.com, our website where you can find everything that you'll ever need from us, podcasts, blogs, and even ways to help support the show. If you want to find individual episodes, you can download all of these on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Google Play. So until we see you again, I want to remind you of one thing that here at the network, we believe in Auburn and love it. The only question remains, do you?